0: Back to the Varsity Cinema Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Rich. In case you're new here, the Varsity Cinema Podcast is a podcast dedicated to the upcoming screenings at the Des Moines, Iowa-based cinema that specializes in not only new films but rep screenings of films rife for rediscovery as well. I'm hoping everyone's summer has been going well so far, and the cinema viewing is in full swing. I'm always chugging along, trying to not only see new movies but keep my appetite satiated for all those old film gems too you know Uh, if anyone's looking for any recommendations i'll I'll throw one out it's my favorite of the month so far i'd highly suggest checking out michelle Yeoh's royal warriors from 1986 which is a hong kong actioner that kind of rams its foot on the gas pedal from frame one and never really stops until the until the brake is abruptly slammed at the credits so it is it is a slam bang uh wild ride and it's absolutely uh one that i adored And if you're a sucker for 80s Hong Kong films like I am, this one is definitely for you. Anywho, uh, we are back with a lovely slate of films to finish out the month of July, which I'll get to momentarily. Uh, First up, I had a lovely conversation with Olivia Guns, who is the marketing manager for the Des Moines Symphony and Academy, uh, about their upcoming screening of 1999's Fantasia 2000. She'll talk about the correlation between Fantasia 2000 and their upcoming Masterworks event what the film means to her, and the super cool interactive instrument, uh, quote-unquote, petting zoo, that'll be taking place uh, pre-screening. So I, for one, I'm going to do my best to kind of make sure that the uh, whole family gets to go in and check this out. I think my two-year-old is going to really, uh, really dig the instrument petting zoo portion at the very least. Uh, Music's huge in our household, so, uh, you know, playing instruments is obviously very encouraged. But I'll let Olivia tell you all about that and here's our conversation. Welcome back to the Varsity Cinema Podcast. Today we are joined by Olivia Guns from the Des Moines Symphony and Academy. What is your role with the Des Moines Symphony and Academy?
1: Well, I'm the marketing manager, so I work under the marketing director. Uh, it's just a two-person marketing team over at the Des Moines Symphony. So uh, we're, you know, we do all the promotion for all of our uh, all of our shows and for. Uh, Related to The Varsity specifically, I'm really heading up this uh, this partnership with The Varsity to screen Fantasia 2000 this month.
0: That's very cool. And so it's a question I like to ask you, kind of everybody that comes on here is just like, how did this particular partnership come about? Because I feel like everybody kind of has a slightly different variation on how it all all happens for them. So I'm just curious how you guys landed on um, kind of partnering with the with the theater.
1: Absolutely. Also, I'm a huge fan of The Varsity. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge movie person. Uh, I go to the varsity at least once a week. Uh, I was there at the opening day. Uh, I kind of followed the project. I know Ben a little bit. I had worked with him before and um, just being a big movie person. uh, I know how important music and especially classical music is to film. And I knew that there were so many uh, opportunities there to really showcase to potentially an audience that doesn't always get exposed to symphonic music um, in, in a way that is more approachable. And so for Fantasia 2000, the kind of centerpiece of the film is this incredible artist rendition of uh, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, which is celebrating its 100th anniversary in 2024. We are also showcasing that piece in our upcoming season. So this is a perfect opportunity to kind of get people introduced to that, a piece they've definitely heard before, but maybe don't know the name of, or don't know the artist, really showcase it to them along with other classical pieces. And then hopefully they can come see it performed live by our incredible symphony as well.
0: So was that kind of like the impetus of choosing Fantasia 2000 versus like the, the regular tooth, you know, regular Fantasia? Because I, I have to say, I just watched Fantasia 2000 Last week, um, just a few days ago, for the first time, and I had the Blu-ray forever, and it was like a double with Fantasia, but I've never been able to throw it on. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a whirl." It's like the perfect excuse, and the Rhapsody in Blue segment, without a doubt, is by far like the coolest thing in that entire film. And the the film is great, but I I love that segment in particular. So I'm just kind of curious is, I mean, it's such a standout knockout scene and the music's obviously amazing. So like, was that kind of like, you know, the Gershwin 100th of of Rhapsody in Blue, is that kind of like the impetus of choosing that over the other Fantasia, for example?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So also, I mean, this is like a weirdly personal project for me because like Fantasia 2000, I think, my family is like the only family maybe in America who took this extremely personally. And this was like a very important movie to us for some reason. I don't know why I, it came out in 1999. So I was really young and we went to go see it and it was a huge, like both of my parents absolutely fell in love with it. Like we had like little paraphernalia, like around the house, we have these little like figurines. My dad is a percussionist. My mom was a violin player. So like, There's just a lot of music in our house and this played so much more than the original Fantasia. Not that I didn't love that one as well, but I do find that this Fantasia 2000, certainly for new audiences is much more approachable. Um, I think is a little more playful as well. Um, Even though they're both around 75 minutes, I find that this one feels a little shorter. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. I I don't know if it's the interludes or, or what exactly it is, but it still has, Um, Sorcerer's Apprentice which is kind of the classic of the original Fantasia so it kind of is a perfect melding of both worlds Um, I'm also like a weird disney historian like nerd as well so i like the i love the callbacks to like they always wanted to make more fantasias and they never did and so coming off of the disney renaissance they made fantasia 2000 because they're just swimming in cash and they just you know (laughs) i could talk about this forever
0: (laughs) no that's great i honestly don't know much about the the like the new the newer version um beyond just like I don't know how popular it was when it came out. I It didn't strike me as like this overwhelming success financially at the box office. So no. uh, in comparison, it's kind of, you know, not looked at in the same light. But I do, I was surprised by it. I thought, I thought it was, it kind of got short shrift a little bit because I was like, you know, this really has got some really beautiful sequences, especially the last sequence uh, with mother, mother, uh, mother Earth mother or mother nature. nature. Yeah. Um, I think that's super gorgeous, and it kind of evokes the bald mountain uh, sequence for sure. Uh, I was watching it. I watched the entire Fantasia 2000 with my, you know, soon-to-be two-year-old, and he was like into it and then but the mother but the the mother nature scene happened and she's in the crater and then the like the creature pops out he just like jumps super high um so but i was like well he'll probably not forget that but it was it was a it was a success i would say so i i think this is a really cool opportunity for people that maybe have uh neglected to check it out the first time around especially you know now we're of the age of having children Uh, if you choose to do that that they might be into a little bit more of a contemporary style i am such a sucker for the old animation style just i love Mm -hmm. animation period but that's a little cleaner and a little easier to kind of maybe digest if you're not you know an animation buff
1: it's interesting because i feel like at this point you know even though it was 1999 it's all still pencil paper animation it's there's probably obviously there's some like ink and paint stuff that's done with computer but it's very still hand-drawn which you know, at this point is almost nostalgic. Like, there's so little hand to hand to paper animation anymore, and it, I mean, every piece, but like the Mother Earth piece, and I think Rhapsody and Blue, especially, are just so gorgeous to look at. Like, I mean, you could almost, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but you could almost watch it with no sound, and it would just be like unbelievable. And I, the the first piece, especially, is the um, Beethoven's Fifth with the the kind of paper butterfly looking things that. That piece hit me so hard when I was a kid, like it, it was so emotional. And I was just because like, they, the, the baby and the mom, like they get separated. And I was so, I was so nervous. And I just remember being a kid and being like, is everything gonna be okay? <laughs> and it always is and I, I was still so nervous well
0: it's such a dramatic piece I mean the, the music oh. is a dramatic piece but on top of that they couldn't have paired the visuals any better I think I mean it's such yeah. a sweeping situation uh, on all fronts so it's kind of an assault on your on your heart yeah, a little and it just bit
1: starts yeah it starts the it starts the film with a real bang and you're like oh my god I don't know if I could take this
0: <laughs> it kind of sets the tone it really does
1: absolutely and then Steve Martin shows up and you're like okay sure fine <laughs>
0: That was a pleasant surprise. I really liked all the little bumpers uh, with everybody. Would you say like Rhapsody in Blue or which one, which one's like your favorite of the of all the pieces in Fantasia 2000?
1: I mean, I would say Rhapsody in Blue. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's certainly the longest uh, vignette. Um, I think it is it's probably the most straightforward in terms of interpretation. Um, you know, it's just it's a city. And but what I think I like most about it that I only knew now as an adult is that the art style of the uh, animation is directly um, inspired by these famous caricatures that were done of Gershwin and and, and famous artists of the time by uh, an artist that I cannot remember off the top of my head. But they talk about it in the film. They, they reference it in the film that these sketches that uh, this, this artist made uh, directly impacted what they chose to do for the animation. And you can see it so easily. And it just... I don't know if it's the the fact that the original sketches and the music were kind of made in the same time. And so the art style, it just fits so perfectly like the, the roundness, but also it's like round and pointed at the same time. It's, Oh, it's so gorgeous. And the colors are so amazing. And like in the beginning, you see the, the animation lines start to move and they're moving in rhythm with the music and, I just, I I really am blown away by it every single time. Yeah,
0: it's clever. It, and I watch generally just kind of a decent amount of animation. And it's like one of the best things I've seen probably in the last like five to ten years. I think it's so neat.
1: Absolutely. So and I I'm, couldn't I'm,
0: stop raving about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I'm not one to to kind of like shove off like new 3D animation or anything. Mm-hmm. I think cert- I mean, like, I think new... I think Pixar is still making incredible like beautiful films like Moana and everything I think are absolutely gorgeous, but there is something, there's almost something about like the vibrance of color in this as well. Like every piece is so vibrant and so saturated and rich. And I think about the, um, the flamingo piece as well as like so bright and colorful. It's, it's so wonderful.
0: Yeah, and maybe there's something to be said. You were talking about pencil to paper, you know, type of animation. And I'm I have to wonder, and I know maybe a silly or corny thing to say, but there has to be something about the physical impression of the person, like the colorist or whoever's doing it, you know, is is adding a piece of themselves and they're they're like they're true elbow grease into the into the animation and the drawings that I feel like comes through a, a little bit more than something like that was like three D rendered. I don't know Absolutely. what it is, but I, I feel like that's just part of uh, what what's so charming about traditional animation.
1: Absolutely. And you can t- I mean with all the different vignettes it really shows, you know, the the breadth of, of style that is available and I think the second piece with the whales I think is has a lot of 3D components um which is obviously pretty early 3D but I still think it looks quite good mm-hmm. um because they're mixing it with like traditional backgrounds and and such and I think the fantastical nature I try, I'm trying not to like give away the entire right like, I want I want people to be surprised but like I think the fantastical nature of that segment with the whales like really lends itself to that kind of 3D look because it just is so uh, enveloping and you're so kind of like off you're put off guard by what's happening it's, I think it works really well. I think everything's utilized pretty perfectly.
0: Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really cool screening. And and you just said the tickets went on sale today, so that's awesome. Yes. And there'll be, uh, you guys are doing two days worth of showings. Is that correct? Three actually. Three. Okay.
1: So, yeah. So we're doing we're doing uh, screenings on Saturday the 29th, Sunday the thirtieth, as part of the Cinema Clubhouse. So those will both be at one o'clock. And then we're doing a more like adult oriented, quote unquote, like it's just in the evening. <laughs> uh, but so it'll be in the evening on August 1st, which is a Tuesday, that'll be at 7 p.m. Um, and at, the best thing is that all of these screenings, we're going to have what we refer to as our instrument petting zoo, uh, which is something that our academy does, our incredible academy staff puts these on. And you know normally they're for like three to four year olds, but obviously parents and children alike can, can come and see. So we, we have all these different string instruments And um, our wonderful instructors will kind of walk you through them and, and, you know, they can demonstrate them. And then you can even, you know, kind of touch the instruments and pluck them and play them a little bit and kind of learn how they all work and what is different. Like, what's the difference between a violin and a viola or a cello and a double bass? Who knows? (laughs) But these guys do, and they are willing to tell you and you can see all the instruments. And for kids, it's such an incredible experience. And this is such, like, this is how I was introduced to classical music is through, you know, Fantasia and Looney Tunes and like other pieces of animation. And I think things like Bluey and other shows are doing a really good job of that. Um, Totally. Yeah. I, the symphony played the planets last season and I was like, we have to talk about Bluey because Bluey did the planets and it was a big deal. And I, that's, I love it. So I made a post about that on our Facebook. I I was a a one person army making sure that that happened. (laughs) I love Um, that. But so I, and that's part of it. Like when, I mean, I know Rhapsody and Blue because of this movie. Like the first thing I think of is, is the drummer from this movie. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it's so burned into my brain that I, and I love this piece and I will never, ever forget it. And I'm hoping that we can bring that to, you know, some kids and families in the community as well.
0: Well, I, I think that's a really great idea with the the instrument Petting Zoo. I was going to ask you about that. And I, I just think that type of experience for someone so young can be such a molding experience in, in addition to seeing the film, obviously. But like to pair those two things together, that I feel like that's going to unlock some really cool pathways in their little brains and, and kind of be like, ooh, I, I can do this. And they're doing that on the screen. And like, you know, they kind of make those connections and start to maybe want to be budding musicians themselves. I'm, I'm personally, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a musician myself, and I I, I credit uh, a lot of animation music, like you were saying, like Looney Tunes and things like that, for kind of springboarding just like all the possibilities. And uh, I don't like just one type of music. I like so many things, and I just love that, yeah, all these things have little influences and you don't even realize it. So I think this is like such a great way to kind of put it in front of the children let them play and just I feel like that's really empowering and in, in addition to that just like let them actually touch the instruments and tell them instead of telling them you know don't do this or don't do that like just kind of let them figure it out I think that's such a cool idea so um I love that exactly. and, and is that you said that's going to be on all three uh screenings yeah. or is it just yeah, 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 yeah. okay
1: all okay. three of them brought so the, the quote-unquote adult oriented screening parents and kids and adults of all ages are welcome to come and you know pick up a cello and see what it looks like and play with it and like I am the symphony and, you know, me personally are of the opinion that you are never too old to engage with music, even if you never have before. Uh, If you have never touched an instrument and you want to know what that is like, you should absolutely do it. And there is, I mean, I am not a musician in any way. I do not play anything, Uh, but I engage with music so frequently and I have such a love and appreciation for it. And I think that um, even if you're, you're not looking to engage as a player if you just want to learn more about it. Like, the, it's so rewarding to, to hear a piece that you are familiar with and, and hear a live orchestra play it and, and hear, you know, you, you see the film and you see the interpretation. And then a few months later, you go to the symphony and you can hear it and really you understand it and it becomes a part of you. Yeah. It, it just becomes a part of your experience. And it, 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 it is, it's unbelievably rewarding. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, I will be a defender of live music, uh, for the, for all of my life. I think, I think it's such a magical <laughs> experience that you,
1: Absolutely.
0: you, you, you can watch a concert video or you can, I mean, listen to a record or whatever, but it's just not the same when things are hitting you so loudly and so viscerally. And I think that's a really cool thing. I'm a music nut and a movie nut. So <laughs> it's yeah,
1: like exactly my two worlds, same.
0: you know, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Well, this has been great. I want to thank you for your time, uh, for people that just want to check out more about the des moines symphony and academy like where where you guys uh, at online social media all that kind of stuff if you want to plug any of that
1: yeah absolutely uh you can uh, learn anything you need to know about the symphony at our website which is dmsymphony.org that'll have information on uh, all of our upcoming events including our waterworks pops which is coming up on labor day those are two free concerts that we offer for the community Um, also just an extra little plug, our pops tickets, uh, for our, our fall pops just went on sale. So if you're looking to see the music of the Eagles or a kind of Cirque du Soleil style, uh, concert with symphonic accompaniment, uh, for new year's Eve, those just went on sale as well. Uh, and then our masterworks, uh, sale, our packages for our 23, 24 season, which includes the Gershwin Rhapsody in Blue concert are also on sale currently, um, And we'll have all that information uh, at the events as well. We'll be telling people about the the upcoming um, season. And then you can follow us on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Those are the ones I think we're probably most active on.
0: (laughs) I hope you all enjoyed the conversation I had with Olivia. Her passion for the film is infectious. Fantasia 2000, as she stated, will be playing three times uh, at the end of the month here. First screening will be Saturday, July 29th, the second will be uh, Sunday, July 30th, and the third will be Tuesday, August 1st. In addition to the aforementioned film, we have a great slew of titles to immerse your eyeballs in. We'll be showing the animated Pixar classic and one of my personal favorite all-timers, 1995's Toy Story, starring Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. According to my Navi-computer, the-
1: Shut up! Just shut up, you idiot!
0: Sheriff, this is no time to panic.
1: This is the perfect time to panic! I'm lost, Andy is gone, they're going to move from their house in two days and it's all your fault! My... my fault? If you hadn't pushed me out of the window in the first place... Oh, yeah. Well, if you hadn't shown up your stupid little cardboard
0: spaceship and taken away everything that was important to me... Don't talk to me about importance, because of you, the security of this entire universe is in jeopardy. What? What are you talking about?
1: Right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with the destructive
0: capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my
1: rendezvous with Star Command! You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear! You're you're, uh, you're an action figure! You are a child's plaything! You are a
0: sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Toys come to life when the children are away living a very aware existence in Andy's room, all but one, the newly added Buzz Lightyear. See Woody overcome jealousy, battle the odds, and find friendship in an unlikely fellow toy. Toy Story will be showing Tuesday, July 18th and Tuesday, July 25th as part of our Cinema Clubhouse series. This is the town of Ames, Iowa. I grew up here. It never seemed to be a place too affected by the outside world. But I came to discover that there was a whole history that had been buried. Here we are, Ames Lab, Manhattan Project. In 1941,
1: when I was a student at Iowa State, we would go by this little gray house. A building that used to be, at one point, the women's gymnasium. We called it Little Ankeny. We had a room about six feet square. We bought the largest coffee grinder we could find, and we ground this uranium tetrafluoride. On the
0: campus at Iowa State during the war, we were making materials for atomic bombs. Did you ever worry about radioactivity? Never. We were all
1: exposed to radiation all the time. We now live in the atomic age. The atomic energy program is big business atomic bombs have been
0: exploded on these few hundred square miles of desert than on any other spot on the globe. People could see them from Las Vegas. The DOE made hundreds of tons of
1: plutonium. You know what plutonium you need for a bomb? Uh, about that much. And then, one day... Controversy tonight over a new youth sports complex in Ames. Residents
0: say there may be radioactivity the, soil.
1: the people from the Ames
0: lab, they were working in one of the most contaminated facilities. Our follow-up surveys indicated that the site was in fact clean and there's really no further concern as far as we can
1: see. We seem to have a very high incidence of cancer in that neighborhood. Why don't you just go out to that field and use a Geiger
0: counter? I turned the Geiger counter on and then it was just click, click, click.
1: 7 billion people
0: on the planet, and we do stupid stuff all the time without knowing the consequences
1: of what we dream up.
0: Wednesday, July 19th, we'll have Ames filmmaker Brittany Prater show her film Uranium Derby and hold a Q&A after the screening. It's a feature-length documentary about Ames's involvement in the Manhattan Project during World War II, the secrecy around the project, and the nuclear waste disposal that followed. As a former resident of that area, um, it definitely sounds fascinating and comes as a shock to me, honestly. I didn't know that piece of history. And uh, I'm sure this will be an eye-opening screening and one not to be missed. So make sure you guys check it out. To avoid the uh, Barbenheimer jokes that have been kind of circulating the internet and opting for the proper segue from one radioactive film to another, Christopher Nolan's epic, Oppenheimer, is coming to the Varsity opening Thursday, July 20th. We imagine a future. And our imaginings horrify us. Until they understand it, and they won't understand it until they've used it. Theory will take you only so far. Starring Killian Murphy, Florence Pugh, Matt Damon, and Emily Blunt, the film is based on the biography American Prometheus about J. Robert Oppenheimer. He was a theoretical physicist that had a pivotal role in developing the first nuclear weapons for the Manhattan Project. Murphy stars as the titular Oppenheimer as he goes through the trials and tribulations of forming a scientific team and the risks involved in creating nuclear weaponry. This will no doubt be a feast for the senses with a lush score from Ludwig Goranson and Nolan's adept directorial hand. Well, what do you get when you cross Greta Gerwig with an American icon? Barbie, of course. Barbie! With what is sure to have a great Gerwig spin on the classic character, Barbie stars Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling as Barbie and Ken. The film follows Barbie as she takes on the experience of a lifetime to see what the real world is like. Hey Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights. Diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday and
1: so is tomorrow and every day from now until forever. Yeah. Dance, you guys ever think about dying? When my heart breaks. Some things have been happening that might be related cold shower falling off my roof Ah! and my heels are on the ground (gasps) what do i have to do you have to
0: go to the real world you can go back to your regular life or you can know the truth
1: about the universe the choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer I am fine. I am fine. I'm coming with you. Okay. Wow, this is the real world. <laughs> What's going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring
0: at me. Barbie in the real world, that's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh. No one rests until this doll
1: is back in a box.
0: Even if... Humans only have one ending.
1: Get that, Barbie!
0: Ideas live forever. No, I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. Can I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing? No. There he is.
1: Doctor! Does somebody get security. Is Bobby
0: if you're still in doubt? Barbie. Also has a cast of great supporting characters in Will Ferrell, Michael Sarah, Kate McKinnon, and Gerwig herself, and looks to be like an entertaining ride, so really excited to see this one. Barbie opens Thursday, July 20th at the Varsity. Looking ahead, uh, as a little teaser for August, we are showing a true masterwork during its theatrical uh, run. Laugh, and the world laughs with you. Weep, and you weep alone. And I can't think of a more fitting tagline for another personal uh, all-timer that's making its 20th anniversary theatrical run this year. Opening August 16th, Park Chan-wook's Old Boy returns to the big screen in a new restoration and remaster.
1: A. B. 형손 들어라.
0: 어서 가라. 비 많이 올렸다. I'll be bringing this back up uh, in next month's episode, but I was just a little too excited to uh, not share it because I'm just so pumped this is coming to the theater. Uh, You know, Old Boy is about a man who's kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years without ever meeting his captor. One day is released with the expectation that he needs to find his captor in five days. Uh, It's an absolutely incredible South Korean noir-styled film that just goes to places that are unexpected and beyond, like a truly... Uh, one-of-a-kind one of a kind picture. Uh, it's part of the Vengeance Trilogy. Uh, old boy is beautiful, heartbreaking, violent, cruel, and at times, like, honestly, a little funny. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say, except just don't sleep on this. Uh, if you get a chance to catch this on the big screen, go do that. Um, it'll be an incredible film to catch on the big screen, and it'll no doubt leave an indelible impression on your psyche. Uh, I remember seeing this in, like, 2004 on DVD, and it just, like kind of blew my mind. I didn't know movies could do that. I still hold it in pretty high regard and the you know scene involving a hammer in an apartment uh complex is uh legendary. It's incredible. So, uh more on that next month, but I uh, just wanted to at least make mention of it just because it's it's very exciting. And that'll do it for this month's episode, but keep your eyes peeled for next month's uh, slate of films that I'll be announcing. As usual, it'll be a doozy. Thanks again to Olivia Guns from the Des Moines Symphony and Academy for taking time out of her day to have a chat with me about Fantasia 2000. Um, I really appreciate it. And as always, make sure to head over to varsitydesmoines.com to secure ticketing and gather screening times, membership information, our blog, and more. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll meet you in the aisles. Thank you.